Listener Production. For this episode, I'm asking the big question, how do I parent my teen through tough times? Now, my beautiful listeners, I know that so many of you have got teenagers. Why do I know this? Because when I post about my family's trials and tribulations on social media, you'll also share some of your experiences. So I know we are in this together. And so what I want to do with this episode is to share a little bit about how I parent my teens through tough times. Now, I am not an expert, as you know. I am a proud crap housewife, I'm a mum, I am a mental health advocate, and I'm a good listener. And I think for me, that has been one of the best tools that I have when it comes to parenting my teenage daughters through tough times. It's to listen. And it's something that has taken time. I used to think that talking talking at my kids was the answer, talking about my experiences and filling the space was the way to help. But now what I'm discovering, and hey, I'm still learning, this isn't the only answer because, again, we know there's no black and white ways to do parenting. There's no wrong and right ways to do it. But this is what's working for me. So that's why I'm sharing it with you. It's worked for me. As I say, it's listening. Because who wants to be a teenager now? I don't. I think being a teenager in this generation is really hard. I don't want to be a teenager again. If I look back to my teen years, it was awful. I didn't feel confident. My skin was appalling. I didn't know who I was. It was a tough time. And I think about how my mum did it. And mum was beautiful because mum was a good listener too. And she would say to me, now, I mightn't like what you're doing very much at the moment, but I will never, ever stop loving you. And that is something that I'm passing on to my daughters, that sometimes when I'll see how they're behaving, it's really important to realise that is their behaviour. It's not them. So I might be thinking, oh, I don't like what you're doing at the moment. I don't like the way you're talking. I don't like your swearing. I don't like how you're pushing back against me. I don't like these boundaries that you're pushing and wanting to sort of blaze your own trail. But I'll never, ever stop loving you. And that's what I tell my daughters. And as I said too, I listen. And I do spend a lot of time moobering. You'd be familiar with this term. Mooba is a mum who ubers. So I do spend a lot of time in the car with my girls. And that is often a time when I will listen to them. They might get in the car and they'll be quiet and they won't say anything. And I learn rather than suddenly leaping to fill the space and to think, oh, blah, 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 blah. How are you and what happened and who did you see and this and this and this. I just give them space to be quiet and they might stay quiet for most of the car trip or they might start to tell me something about their day or about who they've been spending time with or what they heard or what's on their Snapchat, whatever it is. 
And so that for me is often a time when I listen and they'll roll their eyes and go, oh, mum, this is mum motto time, is it? Because then I'll come back with like a motto or a lesson. They call them mum lessons more frequently. Oh, so it's a mum lesson now, is it? (laughs) But I suppose what it is, is trying not only to do my best, but to make my beautiful girls know that they're heard, that I've listened to what they've said, that they're not alone in what they're going through. And even if I don't understand, I might say to them, I don't understand, but I'm trying. Or, hey, but I do get it because I do remember those times when I was at school and people wouldn't talk to me or those times when I had a crush on someone on a boy and he didn't look at me or he didn't respond or I had my heart broken or whatever it might be. I will share those experiences with them. Again, that question, how do I parent my teen through tough times? We know, don't we, that young people are really going through very challenging times with their mental health. I mean, there was a recent National Mental Health Survey which revealed two in five young Australians are experiencing some sort of mental health issue. That is a lot. And it has increased a lot, obviously, during COVID. And so that's a lot of young people grappling with their mental health. And from my experience, and again, I'm not an expert, so I do want to underline I am not an expert, but I've grown up with a mum with a mental illness. I myself have had a mental illness. I still take antidepressants for my mental health. So they're the experiences I'm coming from. And I'm very aware of talking about mental health with my daughters, about regulating how I'm feeling. And what I mean by that is when I started out as a mum, I thought I had to be happy all the time. And why I felt that was because with my mum's illness, there were times when she was so unwell and so depressed. I remember thinking, oh, I won't be like that when I'm a mum. I'll always be full of beans. But what I've come to learn over time is that's impossible. No one is happy 100% of the time. So I've learned with the help of counselling over the years to be far more open with how I feel. So if I've had a bad day, I'll say to my girls and to my husband, Petey, I'm struggling today. It was a really crappy day and this is why. So I'm sad or I'm down or I'm angry, but I will have a justifiable reaction to my mood. So I'm not masking how I'm feeling. And I think that's really important for our teenagers that they see emotional regulation around them because it's hard, especially when you're a teenager, to regulate your emotions. So we need to be as calm as we can possibly be, but we also, I think, need to model for them what real life is like. So if you are down or depressed, obviously you don't need to reveal everything to your children, but, but you're realistic about what you're going through. And also, I mean, I've spoken with my daughters for a long time and in an age-appropriate way about the struggles I've had with my mental health, what that's looked like for me, how it's made me feel, but how I asked for help. So I talk to my girls about that. So I think, again, 
that is an important way about how we can parent our teens through tough times, that we we have those open conversations and they're hard conversations, but we're not scared about having that conversation. I mean, it can be scary. You know, we don't want to hear back from, from our teenagers that they are doing it tough, that they are struggling because it's sort of suddenly, oh no, what do I do with that? But I think it's so important that we are a safe place for our kids to land. They have so much that they're grappling with in the wider world. We want them to be able to share with us how they truly feel because we are safe, because we will love them unconditionally and we will help guide them through that difficult time. And of course, I, again, am not an expert. And if you are worried about your teenager, there are incredible resources available, beyondblue.org.au and also Lifeline, of course, and we'll have those details in our show notes. Help is there. So please, if you're worried about your teenager, reach out to those organisations. Talk to your GP. They're often the first port of call. None of us can do this parenting thing on our own, especially as parents of teenagers. And I think sometimes as well with teenagers, when we become parents of teenagers, we often think we're the only ones with teenagers going through particularly tough times that everyone else seems to have it together because we don't share our war stories enough. You're not alone if you're struggling with your teenager. All of us are at different times. But just know you can get through it, but you can get through it by listening, by reaching out for support for your teenager, knowing that support is there and loving them, knowing that they're loved. Because to me, unconditional love, there's nothing better. But as I mentioned I'm not an expert and there are some fabulous books and resources out there. And one particular expert who has some very interesting ideas and tips about how to parent your teen through tough times is a psychiatrist called Dr. Joe Prendergast. And Dr. Joe has recently written a terrific book called When Life Sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And don't we know that? And it's a first aid manual to help us parent our teens when they're going through those tough times. So have a listen now to some of those tips that she gave me. Dr. Joe, I'm a mum of two teenage daughters. I need all the help I can possibly get. I think when I first became a mum, I had this idea that I'd know what I was doing by a certain point, that I'd sort of Mm. get there. However, each stage presents its challenges, wonderful things, but also times when you're thinking, oh my goodness, am I doing the right thing? You are the ideal person to help us through some of those tough times. First of all, what I want to talk with you about is how can we I suppose be sure that we're doing our best when our teenagers are rolling their eyes at us, not really giving much away, but you're Mm. desperate to connect with them. Yeah, I I think that's a huge challenge in terms of 
kids letting you in and knowing what's going on in their lives. One of the things I like, um, Nigel Latter, who's a psychologist in New Zealand, talks about being the rock, not the ocean. And I really like that metaphor because I think sometimes, particularly if you're a bit worried about your teens, you start flapping around. Are you okay? What's going on? You've seen this, you've seen that. And that sort of flapping around as opposed to, I'm here, I'm available, you know, I'm interested in your life, but I'm not going to be intrusive. I think a lot of it is that patience of walking alongside your teenager and realizing that at times you may not get much from them and that your presence there and your availability is a big part of it. And also your own well-being is huge. You know, there's a lot of research showing that the more well a parent is, the more well the family, you know, the kids are. So I think, you know, probably the number one thing we can do is really focus on our own well-being so that we can be calm and connected and we can be the rock, not the ocean, through tough times. And I think the other thing that's a huge challenge that I kind of oscillate between two forms of parenting. Uh, one is the sort of helicopter where you're sort of in there and a bit too intrusive and trying to fix things and sending the rescue ropes down and hovering to check that it's all okay. That's um, me. That's me, Joe. <laughs> yeah, and, and that, that comes from a wonderful place of caring, but it's also really annoying for teenagers and sometimes it can stifle their own development. So the other kind of model of parenting that I I think I might be the person who's invented this phrase is called benign neglect. And benign neglect is doing less. You know, it may be that you don't pick up dirty clothes from the floor and put them in the washing machine and see what happens if your kids go, oh, I have no clean clothes. I might see how the washing machine works. And they may flood the laundry, but they've learned to wash their clothes. So it's just allowing them to have those opportunities, maybe make mistakes, but, you know, they're growing and developing. And that's the huge role of adolescence is being able to leave the nest and fly free in their independent lives. And if we can sort of put the helicopter back on the pad and be the rock, not the ocean, um, I think that does a lot for our kids' independence. And that can be a huge challenge, particularly because so many parents are dealing with anxiety, depression, may have trauma histories, all of those that you know, may have ADHD and your kids have got ADHD and it's all chaos. You know, so we often have parents who are bringing the same difficulties as their teenagers might be having all under the same roof. So I think that's quite an issue in terms of what you bring to parenting. And sometimes the most useful thing that parents can do is to really reflect on what do I do when I'm stressed? In my book, I use the metaphor of parents being like the foundation of a house. Um, and the teenagers sort of the walls. And so there's a connection between the, the parents and the teenagers. And, you know, being that foundation that's not too wobbly and not too solid, because some people as parents under stress tend to get 
ultra controlling, really strong consequences really kind of in the teenager's face and others go all wobbly and go, oh, it's all too hard. I'm not going to see any limits. It's just, you know, I've just got to back out of this. So let's talk then about what to do because we know that with mental health, um, rates of mental illness are very high now for young people. Mm. They're the highest they've been in some time. And as parents, we worry. I mean, it's sort of almost mm. part of our DNA, I think, as parents, especially parents of teenagers. What are some signs between thinking, okay, this is just, in inverted commas, I don't think anything's normal, but normal, angsty yeah. teenage oh, behaviour, yeah. and actually, no, there is something going on here what do we need to be looking out for? What are some of those signs and symptoms, Joe? Yeah, I mean, each mental health challenge has its own red flag. So that's something I've tried to identify in terms of like having lists of red, red flags to look out for for different things. I think overall, the biggest thing to watch out for is any big change in your teenager and asking kind of what's going on here. You know, so if your teenager goes from being really enthusiastic about playing netball and, you know, really keen to do well at school, and then suddenly they've lost interest in those things that used to bring them joy, it's kind of like, mm, that's a pretty big red flag. There's a big change there. You know, so a lot of mental health challenges, it sort of becomes, it's about a line in the sand. Um, you know, teenagers are often a bit chaotic and unreliable, but if they can't get any of their school assessments in on time and they're always late, um, you know, they might be red flags that there's an ADHD issue. You know, so it's as parents, we need to just be incredibly observant, like really, really noticing our teenagers and and being that, present, I suppose, enough to be able to see, as you say, those changes in behaviour. Yeah. And I'd also imagine those changes in behaviour continuing. So it's not just having one bad day or oh, two absolutely. bad days. It's, yeah. it's an ongoing pattern. So say we recognise those changes, what then do you do? Do you sort of have the conversation or how do, how can you open that when, you know, yeah. as we know with teens, sometimes they don't want to talk to us? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the concept of drop and run um, comments in terms of especially a teenager who's sort of, I remember my son, I'd pick him up from school before he had his driver's licence and he'd say to me, you're allowed one question and one follow-up question and anything more than that is annoying. Um, so, so I had to really carefully choose my questions and kind of make sure my follow-up question was really open so it was going to kind of allow him to chat about different things. And if it's something like, I'm worried that my teenager's depressed, it might be, hey, you know, I've noticed that you're not as keen on netball in school, um, you're doing okay. Um, and if they go, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, you can just sort of say, well, I'm here if you want to talk about it, but you don't kind of push it. So it's often like little, less is more often with teenagers of just kind of going, I've noticed you seem to be struggling, I'm here. But it's continuing to know, you know, don't give up at that point, you know, but it's, it's, very much that kind of balancing act of trying not to annoy your teenagers by being too intrusive, but also letting them know that you've noticed and you're there. So 
that's sort of some of the main things. But obviously, if your teenager is, you know, really stopped functioning, you know, they're in their bedroom the whole time, they're not coming out, they're not going to school, clearly, you know, there's something very significant going on. You know, often at that point, you need to reach out as a parent to mental health services, you know, whether it's the school counsellor, the GP, the mental health service line for some advice at that point. So it's sort of gradients of things. Most things start off small and get bigger and, you know, at that point you need to kind of act on things. Have you got some overall advice for parents of teens to help us through those tough times? Is there something... Apart from, I mean, I love that notion of yours about be a rock instead of the ocean, mm. but is there something else that you think is useful and a good grounding for us all to have? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the most useful things when I was kind of in the thick of parenting teenagers was the concept of rupture and repair because sometimes with teenagers it's like life really sucks and everybody thinks life really sucks and you know it's a really difficult time and being able to reframe that as a relationship rupture has happened that then you repair and then your teenager learns about you know that relationships you know, things can get a bit wobbly and difficult, but they are repairable and then the relationship is stronger because you've been through something difficult and then you're kind of back on track again. So to be able to see, you know, every door slam or argument or eye roll as ruptures rather than, oh, I'm failing as a parent, it's a disaster, um, was a concept that really helped me. And I think the other one is about, I don't know if you've heard of Bruce Perry, he's an American psychiatrist who does a lot of work on trauma and brain development and he talks about regulate, uh, relate and reason so that there's no point trying to reason with a young person if you haven't connected with them at a relationship level and first of all sort of calmed the farm in terms of the first step is kind of everybody just bringing the emotional level down. And sometimes that involves going out for a walk or going to see a friend or, you know, having a change of scenery for a short period to regroup and calm down. So I think that's really important in terms of really focusing on your own, you know, regulate and calm yourself. Then you might be able to have the ability to calm your teenager, at which point you kind of go, okay, let's have a chat. And then there might be some scope to actually kind of make some decisions and reason together. It's such good advice. And something that I think about that I found very useful as well, similar to what you're saying about regulating, is when everything gets louder and louder around me, sort of with shouting, mm. I try and really concentrate on being quieter on not mm. shouting, on bringing yeah. it down because if everyone is all, it's just yeah. going to continue and actually trying to bring that down because no one can talk or be reasoned with when people are yelling or when people are yeah. highly emotional. No one is yeah. going to listen. So you just yeah. need to really bring it down. Yeah, no, absolutely. So that kind of first step of kind of regulate yourself and then hopefully the young person will be able to be regulated and then kind of something useful can happen. And also it's something that I think as parents we need to 
work on even if things are going quite well in our families is that our well-being you know getting out and having blue space by the the ocean going swimming getting into forests kind of doing some breathing doing some yoga meditation you know anything we can do just to kind of bring that stress level down um is is and yeah talk about having the team chill toolkit, um, which is you, you know, a group of strategies for helping your well-being so that you can be out there as a parent doing the best job you can. Such important advice because if we don't look after ourselves, there is no way we can look after anyone else. And I think though sometimes as parents, we forget about that. I know I yeah. have in the past, but it doesn't have to be those big massive things. But as you say, it can be as simple as having a walk. I know I went for a dawdle with my beautiful Daphne this morning in the sun. That grounded me. And I just was like, ah, it's okay. I can do what the rest of today brings for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think really prioritising that because I think sometimes as parents, we just get overwhelmed with kind of busyness and to-do-ness and everybody's all kind of hyped up and dysregulated and conflicting with each other. And Also, with teenagers, things tend to go haywire quite fast, but often things kind of calm down quite fast too. So it's just about pressing pause so that no big disaster happens, kind of everybody having time to regroup is really important. But yeah, parents self-caring, you know, for a lot of parents, it's kind of right down there near Christmas shopping um, in terms of the priority list for the day. But if you can just kind of ring fence, even like, 10-minute walk outside in a park just as as your own well-being. Thank you so much, Dr. Joe, for your time today and those very useful tips, which I know is going to help so many of our listeners parent their teens through tough times. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problems at all. Lovely to talk to you. So lovely listeners, I hope you've got some solace, some tips and a big virtual hug from our big question, how do I parent my teen through tough times? Now, Dr. Joe's book, When Life Sucks, it's a first aid manual for some of life's toughest challenges as a parent. So it is well worth a look. And if you want to keep up to date with Dr. Joe, the best way to do this is to follow her on Instagram. Now, of course, please, if you are going through a tough time with your teenager, you are not alone. Reach out. Help is available. There is beyondblue.org.au. And of course, Lifeline, which is 13 11 14 and help is available there 24 hours a day we'll also have those resources in our show notes but if you are going through a tough time we are there with you we are giving you a big hug being a parent of a teen it is tough look after yourself that is so important that we find some pockets of joy for ourselves know you are enough. Take a deep breath wherever you are, ground your feet, feel where you are, look up at the sky, whatever it is that gives you that little moment of relief. Please try and do that now for yourself and sending you all of my love. We can get through these eye rolls from our teens, from all of these other things. We can do it. Now, I'm going to be back next week with another big conversation with one of my guests. 
And if you're having a friend who's having a tough time with their teenager, why not share this conversation with them? Hey, we all need a hand every now and then, don't we? It is hard, but we can do this together, lovely listeners. Until next time. Mwah. 